To celebrate our third anniversary, we're releasing one of our many bonus episodes from Patreon. This is one of the very first bonus shows that me and Will ever made. Taking a whirlwind spin through the crazy and convoluted clone saga which plagued Spider-Man in the 90s. Check us out on patreon.com slash marvel versus marvel. Welcome to a bonus episode of Marvel vs. Marvel, just for our patrons on Patreon. Um, as a thank you for supporting us each and every month like you do, I'm Rob Holden, and I'm joined by Mr. Will Preston. Hello! Oh, <laughs> oh that's a saucy hello. That's not that the is. kind of hello you get on the main episode. That's Will's special saucy hello, just for the patrons. Let's have it one more time, Will. <laughs> Hello! Oh gosh, you feel that one? Right in the undercrackers. Oh hey! <laughs> this is um, this one's we love these ones the most, don't we, mate? Because these are just for the family. Like, yeah, that's what it is. These, these are fun ones. These are fun ones. These are fun, nice ones we like to do. I love them. They're all fun ones. Let's quickly get in there before it's funny. someone misinterprets it. They're all fun ones, but this one's a bit more relaxed. We both got a little drink on the go. Um, we don't have a strict format to it, and we haven't got like a whole movie to kind of plough through. And there's, I mean, really, it really is a thank you to everyone out there that um, wax out their cheddar just for us every month to help us uh, with with all the hosting fees and all the storage fees and and all of that sort of stuff. We really really appreciate it keeps us on the air which is very important because we want to keep going this episode that you're listening to right now we said we'd do it when we covered spider-man the sam raimi spider-man i gave a little a little warning to will (laughs) i gave a little warning (laughs) to anyone out there who had never come across this storyline before i made allusions when we talked about gaunt who's a weird character um the robot (laughs) master Um, the 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 guy that's murdered by um, Mendelstrom, isn't it? Who gets killed by uh, Green Goblin in in right on it when he becomes a Green Goblin in the Sam Raimi film. I said if you if you look the character up, you'll come across something called the Clone Saga. And then I said, whatever you do, whatever you do, don't try and learn about the Clone Saga without me to hold your hand, because <laughs> this shizzle is wild um and it needs ah oh, it was it's bizarre um we can do a quick uh, will have you ever heard of the spider-man clone saga uh apart from you mentioning it no i have not heard of the spider-man clone saga there's no reason uh for you to have heard about it if you've got any idea <laughs> what it what it is is there loads of spider-mans and they're all pointing at each other like that meme <laughs> God, there's a Spider-Man meme for every situation. Um, that's that's from the old '60s cartoon series, isn't it? Which um, yeah, we've just discovered is available on Disney Plus. So that might be something we get to take a look at at some point during uh, this podcast. Who knows? There's tons of stuff for we for us to get 
our teeth into. No, it is not. It's not quite that. Um, it's. It took place in the, in the uh, mid nineties. I was about. Tw- yeah, I was about eleven, twelve years old when it when it first started, and um, and I so I was reading it in real time, um, and it was it was just it really I can remember trying to explain the major thing <laughs> that happens in this storyline to my dad on a Saturday, on a Saturday we would go as a family into town, we'd do the shopping like from the market. Um, and then I had this is how comic books worked in the days before there were no there were no comic book shops in my little town at all. You had to go you had to get in the car and drive to a big city. The the <laughs> metropolitan city of Stoke on Trent I'd have to go to if I wanted to find a comic book shop. So uh I had a standing order at WH Smith's newsagents to get my uh, my monthly Spider Man uh, which was which was a, a UK reprint collecting the four monthly Spider-Man comics that came out, or maybe just three of them. I'm not hundred percent on that. Um, that was, and I, 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 I get to go, and I would go to a filing cabinet in the shop, and I would <laughs> flick through all the filing cabinets and find my name, and in my name in the filing cabinet in the folder, there'd be that month's copy, and I would take it out. And then go to the uh, to the to the, uh, the checkout, and I'd never miss an issue. And I remember sitting there t- saying to my dad, "This is just," and I couldn't understand why this was not blowing everyone's minds. Um, so let's 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 get into it, shall we? Um, yeah, we, we yeah, talked, I'm into this. We talked in the Spider-Man episode about the death of Gwen Stacy and yes. the death of the Green Goblin. Huge things that, that, that happened in the, in the 1970s and. And after they killed those two um, characters off, groundbreaking storyline, classic storyline, they then quickly realised <laughs> that uh, those are pretty important characters and they're very useful <laughs> for putting stories together. Oh dear, what have we done? So, not long after that, Gwen Stacy uh, comes back from the dead. Peter keeps seeing Gwen Stacy walking around and stuff. And when you say back from the dead, do you mean as she is, or has she got bits falling off of her? No, as if she, as if nothing bad ever happened. There's okay, this, that this kind of woman, undead. this girl that looks exactly like Gwen Stacy walking around, exactly dresses I like, like her that and everything. Kind. I like that kind of undead. The other kind gets more horrific. There's no, there's no <laughs> undead in this story. Thankfully, okay, okay. and I'd be playing and, a lot and, of Resident Evil. I need to check these things. And then, and then a new villain who is big and green and maniacal looking. Who looks a little bit pretty, pretty darn similar to the Green Goblin? Really, he arrives on the scene called the Jackal. The Jackal. The Jackal. Yeah, yeah. The Jackal. He's then revealed to be Peter Parker's college science professor, Professor Warren Miles Warren, and mm. uh, old mustachioed Miles Warren is deep was deeply pervily obsessed with with a teenage Gwen Stacy. <laughs> and oh yeah, it doesn't seem to be that doesn't seem to be a big part of the story in the seventies. They just kind of gloss over that. So yeah, of course oh would. Dear. She's young and blonde. Yeah. Um, the seventies were a different time. <laughs> and so Miles Warren, the, the big old perv, when Gwen Stacy dies, he goes, "I'm not having that." I never even got chance to do anything wrong with her. So he. <laughs> 
clones. He, that's the entire reason why he does all of this. He creates a clone Jeez. of Gwen Stacy. He clones her. Uh, a perfect, immaculate clone. Somehow with all the memories and all that. And that's not all. Miles Warren also clones the best student in his class, Peter Parker. And then he <sighs> discovers that when that clone can stick to walls somehow, he goes, hang about, I think this fella might be Spider-Man secretly. <laughs> um, so so yeah. he, he kind of goes completely mad and becomes this, this supervillain, the jackal, and he starts wearing a green costume and mask, and he, he sets things up so the clone think. Well, the clone's got all, all of the memories. All the clones in this mm. storyline come out of the whatever it is, the tube, with the memories, right? Yeah. So... The, the, the Spider-Man clone thinks he's real and attacks Spider-Man for being a clone. <laughs> the real Spider-Man. They get into that classic, you know, sci-fi, evil twin, Twilight Zone, which one of us is real moments. Um, and the Peter Parker and clone has a goatee beard, doesn't he? <laughs> kills one of the Spider-Men uh. and the Jackal. And so the only living Spider-Man is left with a body, and he's like, "What? He thought he was real." Wah. And then he, Spider-Man, convinces himself and the audience that he's real because he loves Mary Jane Watson, and that's something that didn't happen until after Gwen Stacy died and after the Jackal made the clone. You know, so that, that's right. an after memory. Yeah. It cannot, it can't have been something. It can't. It was not an emotion he felt up until after this clone was created. So that's how he's convinced. Mm. Yeah, and that's okay. how he convinces the audience. Spider Man is then left with a bit of evidence that would be very impossible to explain, even if he takes the costume off. It's still Peter Parker's body. So he he dumps it down uh, a smokestack chimney. And uh, fuck, just leaves, just off he goes, <laughs> and he goes off to have twenty years of adventures. Dumping it down a smokestack chimney. What? Did he sort of brush his hands off after and go? Yep, that ought to do it. <laughs> There's no way yeah, he's, he's stopped, getting out of whistling. That. Yeah. Well, no, he's dead. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. No one's going to yeah, find he's... it. It's 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 mafia body hiding 101 if the mafia had spider powers and can climb those giant chimney stacks they'd be full of bodies mate full of them <laughs> this is a proper industrial chimney stack they'd be fu- you know no one's finding that so yeah that's what happens in 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 the in the uh, in the 70s mid 70s 20 years later fast forward hit fast forward for me will uh what's that sound okay. like what's fast forward sound like on a vcr Shall I stop? <laughs> I mean, I, I I could go on for a while, well, depending on how much we've got to fast forward. You know what? It, it, that probably is what a real fast forward sounds like. But I have to admit, it could also be what an air conditioner sounds like, or or a blender. I was hoping for something a bit more, you know, that kind of. I'm not that. I'm not that talented. I'm not that talented. You're not Michael Winslow from the Police Academy films. Um, Michael Winslow. So, it's 1994 now, and there's a problem with Spider-Man. Marvel's publishing four Spider-Man monthly comic books. Amazing Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, Web of Spider-Man, and another one called Simply Just Spider-Man. They all have different monthly stories 
happening to the same character. And they occasionally cross-pollinate and kind of slightly cross over. But So it's not like one storyline told in each issue, right? It's mm. Amazing Spider-Man has his own story. Spectacular has his own story. They can't contradict each other. Like, you know, um, the Vulture can't die in, in, in Amazing Spider-Man but still be there in Web of Spider-Man. So they have editors that, that oversee everything. But that's what's going on. The problem, though, is that the character is in a rut. Readership is down, especially compared to the huge sales that DC Comics have had with things like Death of Superman and the Batman Nightfall storyline where Bane cripples Batman and a new Batman takes over and stuff. Those were huge, huge stories that did monster, monster sales figures. Spider-Man has not had that. And even compared to things like the X-Men... You know, um, they've had um, the Age of Apocalypse, which is a huge storyline in the X Men. Hopefully, we'll get to cover that one time, and that had done good, really good sales. And it, it people who would only ca- casually pick up, or maybe they bought one X Men comic with this with this storyline that went over all of them. Readers were going, "I've got to buy every X Men title, and there's like twelve of them." <laughs> so that's like that's not doubling your sales, man. That is that is just it's an insane number of sales they're able to get. Yeah, nothing like that's happening at Spider Man, and and the problem beyond beyond like these like these cool stories is that the editors at Marvel decide the problem the problem is that Spider Man doesn't feel like Spider Man anymore. Right. All those kind of classic things we talked about him being the geek and the outcast and um, having all the unlucky in love and all of that. Peter Parker married Mary Jane in the nineteen eighties, and they settled down, and he's like an adult now. He's a proper adult. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? With like a, he is a literal Spider-Man, not a Spider-Child or a Spider-Boy or a Spider-Adolescent. Yeah. Obviously, there's there's a new supervillain to fight every issue, but all that, that key soap opera stuff and supporting cast and romantic entanglements, all of that is, like, changed slash gone. And kids... Well, and how many kids there were, but people are now reading stories of a married man and his wife... <laughs> and the, the only solutions to those problems are kind of even worse. It's kill Mary Jane off and make Spider-Man a widower, which would a, would would seem to age him even more, or have yeah. him become a divorced dude, like a guy with a with a divorce in his in his back catalogue. You know, those seem to age the character as well. So a writer called Terry Kavanagh pitched an idea to basically reset Spider-Man back to kind of the glory days. So, if this was DC Comics, DC Mm. Comics would have done something to alter the entire universe, wipe everyone's minds, and just sort of wipe out whatever they didn't like about the character. DC did that all the time, especially in the 90s. They have these big cosmic retcons that eliminate things they don't like about the characters, or de-age the characters. Zero, Zero Hour is a is a nineteen nineties massive crossover event in DC Comics, which de-ages a lot of characters and and tidies up a lot of odd continuity issues. Marvel never did that. Never. It's only in very recent years they've done it. They will always mm. find a storyline explanation, something that already exists, really. And that's how they'll fix it. So Terry Kavanagh's pitch to reset Spider-Man to his glory days 
is this. <laughs> the wrong Spider-Man went in the chimney stack. <laughs> the Spider-Man right. that carried on and married Mary Jane and settled down and was now in this rut, that is the clone. Not evil, not mind-controlled, he just fully and truly believes he's Peter Parker. So he's led the life of a hero. He was carried mm. on being Spider Man and he's married Mary Jane and settled down. But you can get out of that by having the real Peter Parker reveal that he didn't die, come out the chimney stack somehow, but then he's he can return to being Spider Man, return to action, a single man with like a younger mindset and tied much more closely to the classic Spider-Man of the of the early to mid seventies, and then the clone can kind of do whatever, go off with Mary Jane. Doesn't have to be someone that breaks their wedding vows, which is another big thing that the Marvel didn't want a hero to do. Or maybe he <laughs> dies, and if he dies, then it's hard for a bit. But at least you've got out of the 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 box you'd written yourself into. Yeah, sounds yeah. odd, but you can understand yeah. it, right? Oh, totally. Enter Ronald uh, Peelman, right? Not Ron Perlman, Ron Peelman. Like Ron, Neil Peart Ronald... from Rush. <laughs> oh, let's do a Rush podcast. Let's just do <laughs> a 72 episode, four hours per episode, Rush appreciation pod. Let's do that, but we can't do it now. Ron, Ron Peelman bought Marvel Comics in right at the very end of the 80s when it was making money mm. and was only fixated didn't understand storytelling didn't understand creativity um, comic books became a commodity and this happened mm. as the 90s exploded we talked about the biggest selling um, comic book of all time is that X-Men issue 1 which was from 1991 um, Spider-Man issue 1 in 1990 sold over one million copies death of superman people are buying people are buying pallets of the death of spider-man will entire pallets. pallets do you know what a pallet is like like um he's never worked a real day in his life ladies and gentlemen he's a typey hey, typey boy he's never i, gr- I, I he's, have you know i've taken deliveries i've seen a pallet <laughs> well why are you questioning pallets then well I, I i'm just sort of sort of repeating it to myself going Pallets of comic books. I'm trying to bring up an image of pallets of comic books. Like a crate. They're buying, they're buying Death of Superman comics by the crate. Ah, because they believe I, 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 that they're a commodity yeah. that's going to appreciate in value. Because things like Action Comics issue, issue whatever did, and, and the first Batman appreciate in value. Th- these, these utter fools <laughs> think that something that's been published a million times is going to be valuable so but but that's what kind of the speculation market in comic books is huge at the time and ron uh pillman i so want to call him ron pillman i I, I, I want you to say i want you to say ron pillman i'm gonna say say it from now on i forget his real name ron pillman ron pillman has bought marvel comics 1989 that's what oh my god that's awesome that's awesome (laughs) i can't believe ron pillman would do that he's even better in my eyes he he rides he rides into the offices on a motorcycle. He's got one massive hand. And he just stops going. <laughs> you do this. That's what happens. Oh, um, yeah. He didn't quite understand. So 
the culture in Marvel then completely changes. Quality is not an issue at all. Mm. It's commodity, it's price. So he failed to to understand that like if you buy Spider Man and and you, you you don't switch to Batman because the price of Batman is lower. <laughs> It's not. That's what he thought because he he just thinks of, he just thinks of business, right? If the quality yeah, of yeah. Spider Man titles, if the quality of Spider Man drops and Batman gets better, people may switch. But it's not determined by price. Like price does play a part, but not to the extent that this lunatic Roman Perlman thought it would. Poor decision making from the man who starred in Blade Trinity. So in this, uh, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. It was Blade Two. Ah, oh, messed that guy up. Damn so the, the, no job, no job at all in Marvel is safe during this period, um, and the marketing department had the power to veto any creative decision. Let that settle in. I'm going to repeat it: the marketing department could mm-hmm. veto any creative decision. Didn't so the marketing what department you were, were a honcho number one. Then they ran Marvel Comics. Mad Men wow. ran Marvel Comics. <laughs> it was so the the first directive. To be fair, marketing... Don, Don Draper is an illiterate name. That is a Stanley name that, right there, Don Draper. Which spoiler alert is your first clue that it's not a real name. Um so <laughs> the, <laughs> the first the first directive from the marketing department is that these events, this event in particular, this this clone idea, has to be stretched out to maximise sales. And the second is to maximise shock endings to comics to ensure readers are brought back the next issue. Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with cliffhangers. Cliffhangers are a hallmark of monthly episodic comic books. They're a hallmark of episodic television. They're great. But... Shock endings and cliffhangers are different things. A cliffhanger is, how is the character you care about going to get out of this scenario? Mm-hmm. A shock ending yep. is um, a bad story choice where like, a long-term character is killed off for no reason. Well, there is a reason. Marketing think it will sell a comic. It, ha- it worked a lot in recent TV shows, to be fair. I say recent, I mean the last 10 years. Things like The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones thrived yeah. off shock endings. Yeah, and there is some semblance and, and reasoning to it, but uh, around this time as well, Marvel have made a series of utterly horrible decisions with Spider-Man. They've gone with a grim, gritty, and dark Spider-Man. Can you imagine? <laughs> Be- because the no. model of popular comic books at the time were grim, and, you know, Batman, thanks to like uh, Dark Knight Returns and, and things like that had become grim... Um, yeah, cable. Cable had become deeply popular. Yep. Deadpool before he was wacky and and a Joker. He was he was none of those things to begin with. He was this like monosyllabic assassin dude. All this was <laughs> was what was going on. So Peter Parker was borderline schizophrenic in the comic books at the time. Hmm. He he almost had this split personality between Peter Parker and the Batman identity. It was like they were really trying hard to turn Spider-Man into Batman. Utterly terrible stuff. Really, really bad. As much as I love so Batman, this, that is an incredibly bad idea. 
for Spider-Man, it's insane. Yeah, it's Spider-Man's, insane. Spider-Man's like the antithesis of Batman. In yep. every single possible way. He doesn't have the money. He's got a sense of humour. Uh, he kind of has a parental figure. He, he, he has the bone. Actually, no. Unless you count Alfred. No, that's that's a tangent. I will not go down. Because then you get to the theory that Alfred's the real father. Which was quite a funny theory. So, you need to get on Grant Morrison's uh, Batman R.I.P. That's what you need to get on to. Just, just okay. So. Okay. The Clone Saga, we shall now begin. Right. You get to Clone say saga. press play now. Or turn the page, I want you to say. Turn the page. Was that a page turning? No, you, you, have to, you have to say it to me, because you're, you're now in oh, charge. I thought I was I'm doing... I'm taking you through a story. Oh, hello. So, Rob, turn the page. Doesn't it make you feel powerful, right? It, it does. I, I yeah. feel in charge now. I, I can't do it for long. Engorged. Um, yes. Aunt May gets sick, and um, this brings a, a mysterious character into the shadows, hanging around the hospital and the house and stuff, who is revealed to be an, a second Peter Parker, basically. Mm. And after a little confrontation, he reveals himself to be the clone. He survived the, the whole thing with the jackal. He, he wasn't dead. He crawled out of that um, smokestack and spent the last few years travelling across America trying to keep his head down anonymously, never returning to New York, never kind of getting involved in anything, just staying away, right? He just wanted to live. He's taken the name Ben Riley. Ben after Uncle Ben, and Riley being Aunt May's maiden name. She was May Riley. So he's Ben Riley right, yeah, is the yeah. name he's taken. Yeah. We get this... We immediately get introduced to these mystical... Weird mystical figures, Judas Traveller and the Scryer, right? They <laughs> are massively powerful. They make yeah. mysterious comments like um we you know like we know the secret, we know the truth about the two spider men, all that kind of stuff, right? And mm. then they vanish and there's no there's no payoff to any of their comments. We're starting to see that what's happening is they're writing this story with no idea of where it's going to go. They're dropping in plot points, hoping to be able to pick them up later on. Ben Riley is being hunted by a, a dark figure from his past, a mystery masked man called Kane, who's been chasing him for years. And this is revealed to be a th- second clone of Spider-Man. Who <laughs> oh. is... Intent on um, intent on keeping Ben Riley from returning to New York and screwing up Peter Parker's life. Mm. They also encounter a deranged, hulking monster called the Guardian, who attacks all three of them and is revealed to be, you guessed it, a third clone of Spider-Man. <laughs> the Jackal returns from the dead, but oh no, wait, it's not the real Jackal, it's a clone of the Jackal. Um, the Gwen Stacy clone from the seventies is um, reappears and revealed to be alive. A powerful but homicidal villain called Spider Side is intent on murdering all Spider-Man clones, despite the fact that he himself is another goddamn clone. This is a it, saga, it goes, indeed. Yeah. Well, mate, mate, we're only just beginning. No, no. <laughs> ben Riley 
um, takes you know the the clone Ben Riley. He takes the um, the identity of the Scarlet Spider, so he can web sling along. And I'm just gonna send that to you now, brother. Let's have you a look. Can take a look. If uh, if this behaves, hopefully it behave. It's not behaving it. well. It's not. not. Behaving. What should I search for? What should I search for? Let me just um, search for Scarlet Spider. That should do it. We've got to put Marvel in front of things just in case it comes up with something sexy. I don't think. No, this one won't. I've I've done it, and there's, no, there's nothing sexy about it. Um, Scarlet so he Spider. This, he yeah. basically has a hoodie. He has a blue yeah. hoodie over this um, scarlet kind of uh, leotard costume thing, and uh, that was to me as a kid. I'm 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 eleven, twelve when I'm reading this. That is the coolest costume I have ever seen. <laughs> I was all about the Scarlet Spider. I thought it was so cool. You can see his um, his wrists. You know the, the web the web yeah. shooters. Yeah, are, I can see that on display rather than hidden, which is a cool design. Kind of a cool design. It looks different at least. Um, he's got the he's got the hood. He doesn't wear the hood up though, mm. and it's just it's this tattered like denim jean hoodie. <laughs> Uh, a yeah, denim I, hoodie. A well, denim. It, 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 can you imagine wearing is, that? Isn't it? That is a denim hoodie, right? Yeah, but the hood must really chafe. Well, that's why he doesn't wear it. Well, I, um, I see the picture can, of him with the hood up. That's a modern one. That doesn't count. Oh, okay, I hope it's not denim. So for, for two yeah. months, all of Spider-Man comics are cancelled and replaced by Scarlet Spider comics. Mm. So you get the amazing Scarlet Spider, the spectacular Scarlet Spider, web of Scarlet Spider. Um, Aunt May's killed off in a shock ending. Doctor Octopus killed off in a shock ending. Um, Mary Jane revealed to be pregnant, which is not really a shock ending, but it kind of was used as one. And then they revealed that Ben Riley is, in fact, irrefutably, thanks to DNA evidence, Ben Riley is the real human. And Peter Parker, our Spider-Man, has been the clone the whole time. So that's Ugh. part one. That's what was intended by Terry Cavanagh when he pitched the idea. It was it was meant to go this way, right? But rather than it being like the the, the, the kind of shocking, and that that was the thing I was trying to explain to my dad. I can distinctly remember we're in a cafe on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon, and I've just read it in my comic book, because what would happen on the, on the Saturday is I'd, as soon as I'd get the comic, I would walk around whatever the shopping was going on with my face buried in the comic book. Even when I was like 11, um, I wouldn't kind of go out on my own or anything. I was just you know, we were going doing the shopping and my face is buried in this comic book and we'd go yeah, to a yeah. cafe together and we'd have a cup of tea and, and I'm not paying attention to any member of my family. My face is just buried in this comic and I can remember sitting there with this shocked look on my face and I tried to explain to my dad the Spider-Man <laughs> that we know, the Spider-Man we've been reading about isn't even Spider-Man anymore. And he was like, all right, yeah, I'm going to have another cup of tea. <laughs> he didn't care. <laughs> 
I, I, I'm still like that when trying to explain plot. I, I get excited about plots to video games and I try to tell someone. Then I realise, oh wait, you don't know the past 10 year history of the Halo franchise. How do I explain this shocking development it's, to uh, it's, you? It's, it's bizarre, isn't it? Like You can't grasp. Yeah. You're so wrapped up in your fandom, you can't grasp that other people don't get it or don't have a base knowledge of it. Like you just you even if you say but that this character's been around well this this is but for the last twenty years it's not been the real one. And they just go, Oh, okay, yeah, there's a story in it and you go, That's not the point <laughs> So rather than rather than creating this this shocking but but still much needed reset, clean reset that would have been done with one thing, this has become like a mess now. Now there's four, five mm. clones, and Aunt May's <laughs> dead, and Doctor Octopus is dead. Terry Kavanagh, who came up with the whole thing, he quits. He sees how bad it was all getting. Loads of the writers <laughs> quit. A bunch of editors get fired. Mary Jane becomes pregnant. Peter Parker gives up being Spider Man. Ben Riley um, replaces him as Spider Man, um, and slightly changes the costume so this one is sending now so I'm going to show you this is Ben Riley's slightly redesigned costume um, he takes a couple okay. of elements from the Scarlet Spider you see that there yeah because the spiders the web shooters are there yep. and he's, he extends the black and has a much bigger uh, black spider on the costume and the legs mm. carry on up over the red and then kind of go out and become a whole other bit of kind of black slash blue in the legs and the arms and it, it's a, you know what it's it, it's a it's a decent redesign it's not yeah. a complete change like the scarlet spider is that would make you go oh god they just got to reinvent everything for the 90s it, it holds enough the mask does not change and that's really key because that's iconic um I think it keeps enough of the original design. It's it's kind of okay. I I would not have I would not have minded if that had lasted and been the new costume like forever or whatever or for ten years or something. Um, it's, it's not you know it's not, and you know a lot more toys to be sold. Yeah. So yeah. again, the marketing Parker, department was were happy with that. I take it. You get well if they weren't, it would have been changed, mate, wouldn't it? Exactly. <laughs> charge. Exactly. So so now now we're in a situation where that's the new Ben Riley, the original is now the Spider Man again. Peter mm. Parker has a hard time giving up the life of a hero because he still has with great power comes great responsibility. We talked about that in, in the Raimi Spider Man episode. As long as you have the power, you have the mm. responsibility. Well that's okay, because then very conveniently Peter Parker loses all his superpowers and moves to Portland. Just like, just like that. <laughs> All the spider powers taken hipster. away. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. It becomes Portland, a massive it, hipster. It, it's, it, Portland in the mid-90s is a bit of a different scene, but it's getting... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Ben Riley is now properly the one and only Spider-Man. And right. starts a new life. He has um, new friends, a new like supporting cast... And rather mm. crucially, he goes blonde. Uh, <laughs> check check your messages for blonde Spider Man. 
It's a very odd oh, scene. Oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. Look at him. He, he looks like Justin Bieber. It's so odd, isn't it? Yeah, when he, Bieber kind of dyed yeah. his hair recently. Yeah. It's very odd to see um, a blonde spider dude. And and he, he starts explaining to anyone that might... like so He'll bump into classic Peter Parker um, supporting cast members, like from mm. the Daily Bugle and stuff. And they're like, wait... Why is Peter Parker dyed his hair blonde? And why is everyone <laughs> calling him Ben? And he goes, oh, there, yeah, I'm Peter's identical cousin. Oh. Um, I've been away in Europe. So. <laughs> and then, we, we, it's been a year getting to this point. This, this was mm. a, a very messy way of getting there, but they've kind of done what the intent was. Ben, Peter Parker, right. it's all kind of been reset. We, we're not calling him Peter Parker anymore, although I think maybe we are now. It's very odd, but... Yeah, this is very confusing. At least we've done it. He's not... Spider-Man is no longer a married man with a child and a wife and a, and a domestic life. He is back to being, like, kind of a, a bumming around, single guy, youngish, da 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 da, da all of that. Hmm. After a year of getting here, Spider-Man group editor um, Bob Budiansky decides that everything has to be undone. <laughs> Budiansky decides Peter Parker must be Spider-Man. We cannot have this other guy being Spider-Man. It Agreed. is utterly wrong. It has to change. So now, Marvel have to scramble to undo everything they've just done all the evidence they planned every, every bit that was a that was like a mystery story and the payoff was dun 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 peter parker is the clone oh my god all the evidence fits oh you're right now that i look at it right and they had a guy come out a genetic expert the high evolutionary who said was it high anyway whoever it was came out and said you it was like he was looking down the barrel of the camera and saying to the audience, listen to me, this guy is a clone. So they've got to unpick the entire mess. Uh. Lots of ideas were pitched, right? Because they couldn't work out how. How can they get out of that? And, and one of the ideas that was pitched was that what if the entire mess could have been a plot by the original Green Goblin. And at the end, we bring back Norman Osborn back to life. And Bart Bajanski, oh, no. head of Spider-Man, he said, absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely yeah, not. Yeah. There's one mandate in place on doing this up, right? Under no circumstances can that happen. Everything we've... And he's like, I realise what we're doing now by undoing this, but after everything the storyline has done, it has basically told people that the person you were reading for 20 years was a fake, and it was a lie, and it didn't matter. After all of that, we can't cheat the fans again, undo a classic storyline, and and bring Osborne back, which is what that would be doing, because that would just be the worst thing they could do. Mm. And then Bob Bidiansky is fired. <laughs> and <laughs> a guy called Bob Harris takes over as editor-in-chief of all Marvel. He'd been running um, the X-Men group... And he'd overseen the very, very successful Age of Apocalypse storyline. And he has decided the Clone Saga, if they, if, they pull it, if they end it right then and there, it'd be wrapping up at exactly the same time the Age of Apocalypse storyline is wrapping up in the X-Men, and he doesn't want that. 
So he says, mm. in order to avoid that, the Clone Saga must carry on for another six months. That's more than four titles a month for six months. And they've still got to bring it to a close and un- unpick everything. So, Peter Parker, the clone, goes into a coma, comes out of it, and his spider powers are back. How did that happen? It's never explained. They're just back now. <laughs> what? Peter and, and MJ leave Portland and move back to New York City, and Peter's got spider powers again, and she's pregnant. Then MJ is drugged, goes into premature labour, and the baby is stillborn and dies. Oh, God. That's not a good... Because that's That's not what happens. An evil nurse steals the baby. (laughs) And has it secretly... Has it flown to a secret location in Europe whilst telling Mary Jane, the baby died. Sorry, Spider-Baby's dead. Peter Parker? No. Clone Peter Parker with his powers back and then Ben Riley, Spider-Man... Uh, caught up in this great big battle with with dozens of deranged clones in a final battle, and and as each of the clones gets kind of blown up and killed, they crumble to they, they just like don't die like a normal person. They turn to dust or something. And during that battle, Ben Riley, the real Spider Man, is killed and turned to dust, <laughs> revealing that he had been the clone all along. Uh... And Peter Parker, the one we thought was original, then thought was a clone is now realises he was the real one all along. And the secret mastermind behind the entire two years of this nonsense, do you want to guess, Will? Do you want to guess who the mastermind is? Is it Green Goblin? It's the Green Goddamn Goblin. Oh, the Goddamn Dead. God's sake. <laughs> they went against their rules. That's not Because they fired the guy with the rule. But the Ansky got ousted right after coming up with that mandate. Bob Harris takes over. And Bob Harris yeah. goes, no, the only the only way we can end this is Green Goblin, I reckon. So and did so it work? That, sorry? <laughs> did, did bringing Green Goblin back actually work? In what respect? <laughs> I mean, did, did it lead like, to sales? No. No. I mean, any, any, any respect. For sales, yeah, what? <laughs> this well, is confusing. Um, it... <laughs> He's become, in modern storytelling, a really awesome key part of Marvel Comics, Norman has. Mm. And gone on to have a couple of his very best runs as a character. But that was, you know, 15 years after they brought him back. Maybe maybe even longer. So, Mm. it's hard to know. And also, he was never... If we look at the landscape... We've got the Winter Soldier to cover soon. They don't stay dead. They never stay no, dead. No, no Marvel character um, ever seems to stay dead from what I've heard. Uncle Ben is the exception. Yeah, Uncle Ben's the exception, yep. So, of course, Aunt May would come back from the dead and other things like that. The Spider-Baby never brought up again. Did they actually call it the Spider-Baby? Because all I can no. think now is Father Ted... <laughs> He goes, it's, it's, it's the body of a spider, but the mind of a baby. <laughs> they call it the state. How do you know it's? How do you know it has the, the mind of a baby? They keep it in a pram. <laughs> well, it's uh, th- 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 um, they they would do a series of like comics set in the future, mm. um, called MC Two, 
and part of part of those was um, uh, a spider girl who was called Mayday Parker, um, and she right. she was the child of Peter Parker and Mary Jane, and that you know they kind of always thought to have been that that child there. I'm I'm not. I must admit, I I, I can't a hundred percent work out. It's possible they have addressed the spider baby. I've not I've not come across the addressing of it. A lot of these things will maybe if they get forgotten about, if it doesn't really catch on and become a part of it really happening, they'll they just forget about it all. Mm. So that was two years in the uh, of, of story of stories from what was a tight little nice idea to celebrate the four hundredth anniversary of Spider Man and to solve some problems which they did genuinely have. And listen. The, the the Mary Jane Peter Parker problem, as they seem to believe it is, which I kind of think might just be a failing in writing, but I also do understand. I do see the issues there. That would lead them. They had to. Um, they it took them a long time to really address it, and they eventually had the marriage wiped from reality in much the, the way that DC would have done. Oh, um, right. Which might be something we address when we get to Civil War. Ah, there is okay. a lot to cover. Or if it's not, we might do it as a, another bonus on the spin-off of that. Um, because there's there's a lot to get into. Civil War is very big for Spider-Man. So, there we go. Mm, very big indeed. What are your impressions yeah. on, on that? Oh, what a convoluted mess. I mean, saga sounds like the most charitable term for it, but I mean, having the old switch through <laughs> between... I mean, I mean, that is not fair to play with a young man's emotions while he's reading a comic ignoring his family. Like, that is not fair. I think, <laughs> I think it's just like, oh, here's your character you loved. Oh, by the way, he's not yeah. real. Now he's real. Yeah. Oh, okay. What? What? You can't... I, what were they trying to achieve with this storyline? Well, the original intention made sense, right? Reset, reset the fact that he's now old and boring and with a wife. So yeah. they, they would, they would. It looked like they were actually. They, they probably were never going to give Peter Parker a nice send off. They were always going to have him killed and have the clone who is the real one properly replace him, and there'd be no other option, mm. right? And and yeah. they they seem to be resigned from what I can read because there's a lot of backstage backstage, backstage. behind the scenes. Stuff written about this time, and it seems to be that they were assigned to. It would be, they said that it would be, it would be like shocking. It would probably be difficult to begin with, but they were mm. they resigned to it being the sensible, smart thing to do. They were like, this will give us, this will extend the life of the character, and, and hopefully be able, let us bring back a lot of popularity to him. Um, and you know, after they did what they did to the marriage. That did, the the key did. with these things, the key with these things, though, is that you have to have a combination of the right kind of status quo and story, mm. and the right writers. If you you can make all the changes you want, but if you carry on with writers who don't quite grasp the character, they they and they they honestly up to this point they had they had just written this character into a hole, like dark, gritty, schizophrenic Peter Parker is not something anybody wants. <laughs> Yeah. So we had to go through maximum carnage, which was brutal. Um, 
and then and then you know the, the prominence of Venom over Spider Man was was really the, the first kind of indication that the um, the it's the nineties extreme attitude <laughs> that kind of thing. I miss, was, I like, miss and that. Who's this, and who's I who's miss this that guy? The 90s. My name's yeah. Spider Man, and I'm a hero. We don't want heroes. We want someone with teeth who eats people. Oh dear, <laughs> I can't help you. <laughs> I I save people. I have webs and I stick to a wall. And my personal life is a bit of a mess. <laughs> no, I want a skeleton that's on fire and he rides a motorbike and he kills people. <laughs> like the nineties was a really rough time for the eight, end of the eighties. On so that kind of I mean we we haven't got time to do it now. Perhaps we'll do it. But the the wave of British writers. Um, into American comic books, superhero comics in the in the eighties, mm. changed comic books forever in dramatic ways. And what came out of the uh, out of that a combination of a kind of more grown up adult approach to comic books, and what was going on in all of pop culture at the time, which which was like the extreme nineties, led to <laughs> some pretty uh, pretty bad decisions and pretty crappy storytelling and art over story and, and stuff like that mm, but mm. they pulled it back um marvel and dc both pulled it back in the end in 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 the in the, in the 90s and yeah it was a wild time to be growing up reading stuff though that is insane indeed well we hope yeah. you enjoyed this bonus episode of marvel versus marvel which i don't know we should come up with a name for it because it's not really marvel versus marvel it's just marvel <laughs> And Marvel I Plus. Uh... I, I, I don't know. Ooh, I'll, I'll, I'll think of Marvel something. Plus. Marvel yeah. Plus. If you've yeah. got any memories of the um, the Clone Saga, get in touch and let us know. If you've got any bonus, any topics you'd like us to dedicate a bonus episode to, you as patrons have that power. Get in touch, drop us a message, and we'll certainly uh, consider doing that because we want to make sure we're rewarding you. Yes. So I think that's it for this one. Say goodbye, Will. Oh, oh. goodbye. <laughs> See you next time, guys. Thanks for listening and celebrating our third anniversary. For more awesome bonus shows like this, head to patreon.com slash marvel versus marvel. You can support the show, support the community, and get hours and hours and hours of cool bonus shows.